Uh, all right. Hello. This is Lenny D'Angelo. Uh, it is early and dark. Not that you would know that. You ever get up so early that you're hungry for lunch at about 10 o'clock? That's the worst. Man, I've been doing that. That's the worst. Get up so early. And I'm in bed, and sometimes people, people who are uh, normal, they send text or call, you know what I mean? And you're like, why are you calling me at this hour? Oh, it's 8. Uh, okay. That's, that's early, man. That's a life. I tell you what, I love it. Little Bebo loves it. Man, Bebo, he go to bed whenever it gets dark. I swear, if I draw the shade, he's in bed. He's ready, Bebo. He gets upset. Be like, hey, trying to go to bed here. What are you doing? Why are you walking around? Bebo don't like when you walk around sometimes. He likes you to be stationary. I don't know how birds do that. They, they, they don't like movement or something. I, I think it's because, you ever watch a bunch of birds who on the ground, they sit around with each other, they like, Having a little chill, having a session, having a sesh, a chill sesh. They sitting there on the ground, pecking away, doing whatever they do, right? Especially birds of, that are prey, not birds of prey. These are group flock birds, right? You know what I'm talking about. They sit around pigeons or whatever, you know. One of them gets startled, and the whole group gotta be like, ah, well, now we're going. I guess we're running. That's how it works. That's probably why they don't like that. Everybody needs to be stationary. So if I get all if I get all ink antsy and start walking around the apartment, people don't like it. It's like, where you going? What do you got to do? I'm like, hey, people, I got things to do, man. I got I got projects going, man. I got I got balls in the air. People's like, no, thank you. Look, just sit here and chill. Come on, man. You had a long day. It's six o'clock. Are we going to bed or what? That's my buddy. Love that little guy. Anyway, what am I saying? Talking about drawing. I found, I'm finding it very difficult to find the through line. <clears throat> to make him to pick up and leave off. Uh, these topics. I, I've covered basic composition. I know in a past one, a covered point of view, which is so important for composition, and I may have talked about this over and over again. At this point, I don't know how I'm repeat, whether or not I'm repeating myself over and over again. And I also talked about how to get started, right? How to block in, how to measure it. Oh, I know. Let's talk about perspective. I think the next thing you would observe... If you're drawing something inorganic, it's a little bit difficult with something organic. You would observe these laws of perspective happening. Now, perspective is, of course, just like composition, tied directly to point of view. It's everything. So in the past, I've talked about this holy trinity of a piece, which is the observer... Uh, depict uh, the subject and the picture plane. The picture plane, of course, is the framing. How you choose to uh, set the boundaries of the piece that you're working on. Uh, that's the picture plane. The picture plane is a, is a term that comes directly from, I believe, perspective drawing, linear, linear perspective drawing. 
which is a, a, a whole complicated system that I certainly cannot be done with audio, although, uh, 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 gauntlet throw down, challenge accepted, I would love to give that a try, okay, but perspective drawing is a very complicated system developed in the, in the pre-Renaissance, etc., etc., by, by some very smart people, and perfected over time by all kinds of architects and whatnot. And it seems like if you pick up a perspective drawing book for architects, you're going to be overwhelmed within the first four pages, I promise. It's very, very complicated and involved, but it's actually a magic trick that it's it's amazing that something like that works. Because the way the human eye perceives things, especially the inorganic, the, the, the things with straight lines and right angles, uh... It's very interesting how predictable the, the, the behavior of those things is on a two-dimensional representation of 3D space. It's interesting and amazing. It's a magic trick. But it's complicated magic, man. That's like eighth, eighth grade stuff, right? If you're at Hogwarts, what are they, how many years do they go there? Is it four years, five years? I don't know. I can't remember. I'll tell you what. Them movies drag on at the end. That's a fact. Much more fun in the first two years than in the last whatever. You know what I mean? A lot of death at the end. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, that's advanced magic, right? You don't do that when you first, when you hop off the train with your owl in hand on the first day. They don't put you in there doing that kind of stuff. So it's good to work up to it, and that's interesting. How you get started observing perspective is to really remember the point of view. And as I've said before, I believe point of view is composed of these three essentials. Number one, your eye level. That is how far up and down from the ground your eye is. And, And all of this is in relation to the subject. It's not in a, in a vacuum. I'm not just saying, oh, your your eye level when you're uh, when you're in the void. I'm not saying when you mock and you're talking to. What was his name? Oh, no, the only thing that came to mind was Exodor. I love that guy, but that wasn't the guy. I don't know. Mork had a guy he had to report to. You guys remember that? Nobody ain't gonna remember that. Uh, I can't remember his name. Orson, that's it, Orson, more calling Orson, so weird, I love that show, he would stand in a void and talk to Orson, uh, eye level at that point, it doesn't really matter, I'm talking about eye level in relationship to the subject in space, if you don't have a subject in space, your eye level don't mean shit, so, if you're looking at something, how high or low is your eye level in relation to the subject in front of you, right? That's what I'm talking about. Okay, eye level. So point of view is, is composed of, comprised of, eye level. Uh, what's the second thing? Oh, proximity. How far away from or close to the subject are you? Right? How high or low? That's basically the vertical axis. And how close or far, which you can consider a horizontal axis, if, if, you, if you like. 
the last th- actually those are the really the only two important the last thing which is debatable I, I didn't I didn't read this in a book but I find it helpful is the uh, um, the, the which the, the dominant side the viewing angle that you're on this becomes important in film language in, in, in uh, and in theater they use this a lot why because theater has a stage right stage left uh, the performers on a stage are performing in relationship to the stage and the audience. And the audience is positioned so, and the actor is positioned so, and they move about the stage to the right or the left. And I believe stage right and left is reversed because it's from the audience's point of view. Is that correct? Who knows? I believe that's correct. So the angle of the viewing... And this is also important in film because you'll see that oftentimes uh, uh, there's a dominant angle of a, of a of view. There, it's very seldom that you put something straight on. It's not interesting. It's more interesting to do a three quarter, as they say. Three quarter just means off to side, and it may be one side or the other. So my question would be, to establish point of view, am I on the right side of the subject or the left? And it could be stage right, stage left. I don't know. If all that stuff confuses you, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. All that matters is you can keep track of it in your head. Am I on the right or on the left? So that means am I seeing more of one side or the other, right? And as you move, if you treat it as a stage, as you move from left to right, you'll see that the side that's visible to you of the object will change. And you may or may not have a different view. So point, those are the things that make up point of view. And they're very important for establishing perspective as well, linear perspective. Why? Because in, when you're eye level, that's the very first thing to establish uh, a linear, the understanding of linear perspective. The very first thing is when your eye level is higher than the subject, all of the angles... If it's, if it's an object with straight lines and right angles, and sometimes even if it's not, like if it's something like a log or a tree that's, that's in the horizontal space, a fallen tree, a fallen comrade perhaps, which is not straight line. <laughs> I don't know. Or somebody who's sleeping and you're looking at them uh, on a bed or something. Uh, uh, for example, uh, that... You can see that if you're above, positioned above the subject, the line of that subject has an angle to it. It's not straight. Almost never. You'd have to really intentionally position yourself in a place to see it straight. But there's usually an angle in it, to the, depending on whether you're on the right or left side of that particular subject. Uh, the angle will move from front to back, that is from close proximity to far away, it will move in a direction. You'll see the angle points up. It points up in that direction, right? If you were to draw an arrow, uh, let's say you're standing at the foot of a bed and you're looking at someone like a creeper in the middle of the night and he's sleeping and you're standing on the right side of that person. If you were to draw an arrow from the feet, you're at the foot of the bed, by the way. What am I saying? Who sleeps on it? Why do we all sleep oriented toward the wall? I ask you this. Head toward wall always. Why not feet toward wall? Is there a reason for that? 
I think it makes us feel weak or, or vulnerable. And you would be because apparently there's a creeper in your room. All right, you're a ghost, right? You're at the end of the bed, the foot of the bed, as they say, right? So the foot of the person as well. And you're positioned, let's say, to the left. That foot, if you were to draw an arrow from foot to head, the angle of that arrow would point up and to the right. Up and to the right. You'll see it. You know how an arrowhead goes. Now, if you were, imagine... To be able to float that person in space, uh, by do like float them above the bed, like uh, like Dana and Ghostbusters. Ah, she sleeps above the sheets. I think he said, way above, or uh, I don't know. You do the light as a feather, stiff as a board thing, and you can levitate. Or the kid from The Exorcist, levitating above the bed. Then all of a sudden, the feet of the person and the head of the person is above your eye level, right? They're floating above you. If you were to draw an arrow from foot to head, you didn't change your position, they changed theirs. If you were to draw an arrow from foot to head, you would see that that arrow points now down and to the right. Which is an interesting phenomenon. What does that mean? Well, it simply means that when you're drawing angles of objects that are below you, the observer, remember the trinity... The observer, the subject, and the picture plane. And the picture plane is the one that establishes where uh, where all these angles are drawn. Uh, the observer is standing above an object that's below their eye level. They're going to draw angles that point up. And if the observer is standing below the uh, object in space, they're going to draw angles that point down. Pointing up and down to what is the question de jour? What is that? What are they pointing to? What does that even mean? Here's what they're pointing to. The eye level. Your eye level, if you hold your head and fix it in place and look straight ahead from you, if you can imagine a laser coming out of those eyes like Superman, pshow! into the distance as far as that laser goes that line if that laser could go into the distance and make a a horizontal line in front of you that would be called the horizon line the horizon line horizon line and eye level are forever fixed together in space until you turn your friggin head and that throws the whole thing off but we're not talking about that today That's perspective drawing. That's the beginnings of the beginnings. That's what you need to understand. Angles above point down. Angles below point up. What does it mean? I'm going to get into that. It's complicated. I'm I'm accepting the challenge of that. Okay. Well, that's enough for that. That's very complicated and confusing. Theater of the mind. All right. Uh, is another one of these, and this is Lady Angelo.